I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Hello! Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. And today's topic is burnout. And before we jumped on, we were making all kinds of burned out puns. Extra crispy, (laughs) down by the equator. (laughs) Burnt our tongue. So this is actually an episode on touching things that are too hot. We're going to give you tips for how to avoid situations like that. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't burn your hands or your tongue on food. All jokes aside, burnout is a real thing and we've all probably experienced that but we'll kind of get into that into a second first we're going to catch up on our lives as we always do peaks of the week yeah i'll hop into my peak so just a little catch up really quick i am on the road right now we me and about four other people are on a crew shooting for visit the usa and beautiful destinations so we're doing a piece on the northeast just covering all these different states we're doing new jersey rhode island connecticut and delaware so we're on our third state right now so we're on the last leg of the trip um yeah to jersey and delaware i had never been to delaware and it was so pretty like have you been have we passed through but no not spent too much time. Yeah. Rehoboth Beach was pleasantly surprised. It was super nice. So yeah, loved all that. And it's kind of like a beach trip. So we're like doing all the beach towns. It's just so fun. So that's what I've been up to. We've got about four days left on the shoot. And then I'm going to try and head to Vermont, Maine, which I mentioned last week. So that is a go. But my peak of the week, we got to shoot a scene. We have a talent who's coming with us to all these spots. We got to film Sunrise Yoga in New Jersey on the beach. And it was so nice. Like it was because I got to be like a extra. I was in the background behind our talent doing it too. So I got to take the class 
class and the instructor also put her Instagram in the show notes. If you're ever in Asbury Park, Bradley Beach, New Jersey, go take her sunrise yoga class. The sun was just like hitting our face at like 730. We're like laying on our backs, just like meditating. And then we did like a really nice slow class and it was just so peaceful. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It was a great way to start the day. Right by the water too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a dream. So yeah. This that was my whole trip has been giving me flashbacks to your like South Carolina escapades. Like being mm-hmm. that you're like with mostly BD people and like the vibes of these towns are like very similar to the town that you were in. Just yeah. like taking me back. Oh, I know. It was such a fun time. I feel like this trip is making me want to move by the beach. <laughs> like, like I'm like, why do I live in St. Louis? I need to be by the water and go for morning walks, do sunrise yoga more than once a year on the beach. Like, this is just really giving me the itch. I know. It's not the same at your local Midwest park. <laughs> yeah, it's just not. <laughs> it really isn't. Okay, what have you been up to? What's your peak of the week? Give us the tea. Um... Well, I just I just have been really trying to embody the whole switch from Leo to Virgo season. As you guys can tell, I'm like trying to get really into astrology. <laughs> it's just been like a fun, I don't know, thing to research and see how it aligned with my life. But apparently Leo season was all about like the party, which kind of makes sense as it's like the end of summer. And then as you go into Virgo season, it's much more about like cleaning and decluttering. And I have just been on a cleaning kick. I mean, I'm pretty much always on a cleaning kick, but even more like over the weekend, I took big bags to Thrift World and tidied up more of the office again and had a Labor Day sale to like get out some old inventory and my beauty cabinet. So I've just been really, I don't know, cleaning and trying to... I don't know, declutter all of the stuff in my life and in my head and in my surroundings. Mm-hmm. So not super exciting, but I feel like when things are less cluttered, my mind can more easily create and work and meditate without like all of these distractions and things around me. And then my peak of the week, actually, this was really exciting. So I mentioned a few weeks ago that we were going to have family day and I was going to see my stepbrother back from Hawaii. And then he wasn't there because he went on another trip, but he stopped by the store on Saturday and I didn't know he was going to be in town because he's uh, trucking right now. He's like hauling. I don't even know how to describe it, but he like has a truck and he hauls like luxury vehicles across the country. Mm. And he like found this gig from this guy in Hawaii. So he like routed it so he could come through Omaha over the weekend. And he like came in and oh my God, this little guy looked like he was fresh out of Hawaii. Shout out Bryce. He definitely listens. He had like this little mustache. He's all sun-kissed tan, wearing this little like pink shirt and a bandana. I was just like, on cloud nine vibing with him. Like, I think I hugged him like 10 times. I was just so excited to see him. And we were just really in our sibling element. And I don't know, I just loved it. And then I helped him get a credit card, Capital One card, guys. Our (laughs) our referral links are in the show notes. (laughs) But yeah, it was just really nice to see him again because it had been since February, really long time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's about it. I worked a shitload over the weekend because as you guys know, retail, Labor Day weekend, big weekend, kind of like Black Friday. So I'm pretty exhausted this morning, but in a really good way. How was the Labor Day sale at New Wave? Good, super good, super worth it. Fun people came in. Like it was just cool because it wasn't a lot of my like regular customers. Like it was like Mm -hmm. a lot of people with nine to five. So like actually had the day off. So I got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. It was great. 
I literally had a dream that I went to your sale last night. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's because I saw your Instagram stories, like maybe before bed, but like in my dream, I went and you were, it was not at the store though. It was like, you were at a booth somewhere. And then I saw like the box. I was like, oh, is this the dollar bin? You're like, no, (laughs) we literally had like a full on conversation in my dream. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh my gosh. And you're like, oh, I just sold a t-shirt. It was perfect for you, but I just sold it. And I was like, dang it. (laughs) Should have came earlier. (laughs) Yeah. So funny. (laughs) But yeah, I think that kind of covers what we've been up to. I guess one other mini peek. Last week, I went to the Joslin Museum, which is like the big museum here in Omaha. And it has like some world-renowned pieces. Like there was like Rembrandt and Monet and Mm -hmm. I was really shocked and it's completely free to go to the Jocelyn. Oh, wow. They have one rotating exhibit that can cost like five to $10, I think, but the 90% of the museum is free all the time, which just kind of blew my mind. So it was a really fun way by myself to just like kill some time. But Mm -hmm. my low of that day, I dropped my glass water bottle (gasps) and it shattered. Thankfully, I was in the bathroom. You know, those little hooks on the back of the door? I put it on there. And then I don't know what happened, but it fell and it's seriously a million pieces. So to call up to the front desk and I was like, hi, um, I'm an idiot in the basement and I just shattered glass all over the floor. And then this like 16 year old boy came down (laughs) (laughs) knocking on the door. I was like, you can come in. And he's like, wait, thank you so much for cleaning it up. I like had it all in this paper towel. And he's like, most people would have just left it. I was like, that's so sad. But yeah, RIP to my favorite water bottle. And this is turning into a long story, but I had the exact same water (laughs) bottle and Clay dropped it at this huge open mall when we were down in Columbia and it shattered everywhere and caused a huge scene. And we had to go like flag down a maintenance person or a janitor in a different country. And I like gave him so much shit for that. I was like, Clay, that was so embarrassing. Be careful. And then I literally did the same thing in a museum. (laughs) Yeah. Like an actual quiet place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. So clearly I'm not allowed to have glass water bottles. <laughs> Take it mm-hmm. away from you. Some of them like wrap them the outside and I've seen, have you seen that? They put like a silicone thing. Yeah. It had that and I took it off because I didn't like the aesthetics mm. of it. Yeah. They, they kind of look a little dorky. That's what well, I they have. Get like, <laughs> they get like um, fuzz on them. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't, I don't even know if it works. I just have seen that and I'm like, oh, that's smart. Like to maybe help it a little bit, but. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, hopefully anyway, that was, a new one soon. I did. That I ordered stinks. one. I was like looking on Pinterest and I was like showing Clay all these and he's like, you do not need to turn this into a three hour escapade to find, just like just buy one. <laughs> just pick one. That's so me. I get like overwhelmed by the options and then it's like, did I pick the cutest one? Is there a better option out there? And it like literally does not matter at all. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. I have Rent the Runway right now and like, literally didn't even order my last month's clothes because I just keep looking you couldn't at what four <laughs> pieces I want. And I, I seriously didn't even get an August rental and I paid for it too. I'm like, Wait, that's so, sad. I'm just so overwhelmed by how many options there. And I'm like, is this the cutest pair of trousers on this, on this website? Like, I don't know. Oh Ugh, my I gosh. just need to like make a decision. Pull, rip the bandaid, pull the trigger. No. So I feel that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry guys. I derailed that whole thing. Your guys' no. peak of the week. <laughs> All right, we're going to read your guys' peak of the week now. Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah. And if you want to send your peak of the week, make sure to follow our Instagram at We're Already Friends. All right. So, first peak of the week Haley saw Harry Styles in concert 
back home with her bestie. Love that. Love he that. We're is jealous. An icon. <laughs> icon legend. He is the moment. That's what me and Connor's Halloween costume was last year. He was Harry Styles and I was one of the watermelon sugar people. <laughs> that so was a Harry. really good Halloween costume. Thank you. And I've just set it up where I don't know if I can top it this year. We'll have to see. I know. I was just going to say Halloween season is coming up and you've really outdone yourself the past couple of years. <laughs> Almost where I'm like, well, that was it. I peaked. I don't know. <laughs> but yay. That sounds so fun, Haley. Glad you got to enjoy that time with your bestie. Yes. Uh, Katie, she said, finishing up her last week at a job that was not helping her grow. And that is prime time content for today's episode of Burnout. So I think we will get into why that that is so great in this episode. But congratulations, Katie. I'm proud of you for moving up and onward from that. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think we wanted to do first off, maybe like a little background about what burnout is, because it's kind of like a big umbrella term for a lot of things. So yeah, Allison, do you want to hop into like the history or even like the definition of burnout? Yeah, I can. I got, I went full scent with this. I was like listening to so many different <laughs> burnout podcasts and like reading articles online because it's kind of a newer thing. So I found out that the term burnout was first coined in 1974 by Herbert Freudenberger. And he basically described it as the extinction of motivation or the incentive to produce results. And so I think that we often just associate burnout with working, but I think it goes so beyond that. Like you could get burned out from a sport, a hobby, a relationship, your sorority, a weekly commitment, your group of friends, a diet. Like there's, it's really just a lack of motivation and excitement towards a particular thing. And maybe that's not everyone's definition, but I think for the terms of this podcast, we're going to kind of speak broadly about it. So that way you can apply the context to whatever you're going through, not just maybe being burned out from work. Yeah, absolutely. It could be burnout from your major. It could be in college, like if you are just getting so overwhelmed and it could also be burnout from relationships. Like if someone's asking too much of you and you're not getting back what you're giving, I feel like there's a lot of things. So I think most people exactly what Allison said, think about it as a job, which probably is the biggest way you can see burnout in your own life. But yeah, hopefully like what we talk about today, you can apply that maybe it's the situation you're in hopefully you're not in the situation but take it and I don't know kind of keep these um, red flags or like a f- signs in your mind so that if you ever get in that situation you can deal with it in the best way possible and hopefully get out of it totally so I think for me an overarching thing it feels like you're surviving instead of thriving mm-hmm. and then that kind of leads to all the other effects such as being stressed, exhausted, irritable. Maybe you're super sad using alcohol or substances more. But I think it's when you can't see like light at the end of the tunnel or all you think about is the end. Like, I can't wait till I get through this thing or past this or this job ends or this is over with. Mm -hmm. Like you're not enjoying the process at all. And Karen and I have been talking a lot about being present more. And I guess I think that if you're not enjoying something, in the present, that probably just means you just want to get through it and get over it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that would be a huge sign of burnout. Yeah. And I think it's also good to, which I'm sure we'll talk about too, but like noticing whether you're burnt out 
and like you're just so over it and you need to switch career paths or completely get rid of that thing. Or if you just need like a break and you're just overworked, like I feel like hopefully we can talk through those different types of signs because sometimes you're just overworked and it might feel like burnout and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the wrong thing with my life. I need to stop and do something completely different. But maybe you just need some like time off and need to chill for a second or find better ways to time manage or cope with stress. So yeah, exactly. I think I have a pretty good personal example piggybacking off what you just said. So there was last fall and like in the winter, I kind of thought that new wave was burning me out. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so exhausted. Like how am I ever going to be able to handle all of this? And this is also like back when I had employees. This is also when I was like going out with friends on the weekend. And then we were like thinking about starting the podcast. And that's kind of really when my whole big life switch happened because I was like, I actually do love the store and I do want to have the successful podcast and I do want to take care of myself. So how am I going to be able to do all of those things? And I just had to have a little self-analysis and be like, the drinking isn't serving me. Having employees isn't serving me. I thought that, oh, you have a business, you have to hire people, but I just don't like to manage people. So Mm -hmm. that was burnt. Managing other people was burning me out. New Wave wasn't burning me out. Managing other people was burning out. So it was very important that I realized that difference because if I would have continued on the same track I was, I couldn't have sustainably kept the store open. Like it was just draining me. But then the second I was like, wait, I think I just don't like managing other people. Mm -hmm. Then when I, after I phased everyone out, I was like, wow, I feel like so freed. And now I feel like I'm getting to do what I want to do. So just making that differentiation of like, is it your job or is it that you're saying yes to everything? Mm -hmm. Is it your commute to your job? Is it even just the hours that your job is? Because it's so easy to just blame one thing without zooming out and being like, actually, there are a lot of other factors here that are playing into me claiming this is burning me out. Absolutely. I feel the same way about with what I'm doing. Like, I think I can definitely feel burnt out doing social media for a living and like always posting on my own TikTok and Instagram, but then having to post on someone else's Instagram and Facebook and then having to do all the other million things. So exactly what you said for me, it was like, okay, what's on my plate that is just not serving me and not serving my goals? And how can I do less of that? Because I do love what I do. I think that was like kind of the core of what I realized. It's like, no, I'm not burnt out and like want to quit what I'm doing and find something else. I love what I do. It's just, I'm doing too much. And finding the ways that you can like cut the other things that you can make time even out your plate a little bit more with the things that you actually love. Yeah, that's been huge for me. Absolutely. Yeah, so important because then the exhaustion that those things that aren't suiting you are carrying into what you're supposed to be loving and then that negative energy is being cast onto that. And you're like, I don't think I like it anymore. And then you start going down the spiraling rabbit hole of thinking that you are having a quarter or a half century life crisis and you need to change everything, but it might just be a couple little things that could go and could really help you out. Mm-hmm. And I guess a few more signs I wanted to touch on are growing more cynical about the situation. That's when you kind of start projecting, I think, and being like, just the people I work with are toxic, which I have a whole lot of things I could say about the toxic thing. Mm-hmm. But people are just so quick to be like, my boss is toxic. My work environment is toxic. This is toxic. My sorority house is toxic. But you, maybe there are parts of those things that are toxic or not ideal, but to classify the entire situation as like this cynical bad thing is just like a little unfair. You know, you started at that job or you joined that thing or you started that sport 
at some point because you liked doing it. So it's really not necessarily the sport or the job that's probably changed that much. It's just your attitude about the job. So just having the awareness, I think, to not project all of the negativity onto the thing and be like, this just isn't serving me and how can I change routes or switch up something to make it more possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I just, I feel like it's really easy to like, you know, start doing something. And then as it's going, you're like, I hate this stupid commute and I hate my stupid desk and I hate all these stupid emails and all these people are bothering me. You know, you just start compounding. Then once you kind of get that cyclical attitude, cynical attitude, it just continues. Then an explosion. And we're here trying to avoid burning things to a crisp. We're trying to take things out of the oven before they start on fire. (laughs) Yeah. And other risk factors or other things that contribute to burnout, intense workloads, tight deadlines. I feel like so many people that Mm -hmm. are burnt out, like you're hearing a lot of burnout in like the nursing field because it's the most intense workload. The hours are intense. You've got a pandemic. Like there's just like so many things that are contributing to that. I feel like also people get burnt out working in advertising because those deadlines are so tight. The hours are just not rigid. Like they're just free flowing. Everyone's just working all the time, which is also another thing we said, lack of role clarity, not really having a definition of exactly what your job does. You're kind of just doing like a little bit of everything for everyone. That is a huge way to lead to burnout, lack of support or encouragement. That's a huge thing. I feel like when people feel burnt out, it probably directly relates to not having support from either their boss or just other coworkers and just feeling like they're literally on an island by themselves, just drowning in work. And And they're the only one that feels that way. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, everyone else is doing okay, but I'm just like over here stuck in hating my life basically mm-hmm. and yeah, then, those were all really good yeah not getting enough sleep or not enough exercise are just other ways that can quickly lead to burnout yeah pretty much every list or podcast i listened to when i was researching burnout they literally said not sleeping and not exercising enough because you're not refueling the tank so if you're doing something that's pretty exhausting and then you're never refueling your tank Think of yourself as a car. A car can't just like keep driving a cross-country road trip if you're not putting any gas in. Mm-hmm. Like, of course the car is going to stop and break down. You have to take care of your vehicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta fill your cup before you fill others. I feel like working on location shoots, like I can definitely feel my burnout in the moment. And like even a couple days ago, like we were shooting and I literally had like nothing in my tank because we had done like a sunset shoot, woke up early for sunrise. We're driving five hours to the next spot. And I was like, we need to sleep in tomorrow or else I will not be able to work (laughs) like the rest of the shoot. And that was probably yeah burnout in the moment because obviously I love this job. I don't have burnout for the whole job completely. But in that moment, I had to pinpoint. I'm like, I need sleep. Otherwise, I cannot continue. So yeah, pinpointing those things, taking it situation by situation is super important. But we'll get more into that. I think, do we want to talk about uh, being out of alignment next? Yeah. I think so, because we kind of just touched on what burnout is, how to spot it, the effects. And then you're like, okay, that's great. Yeah, I'm burned out. But now what? What am I (laughs) supposed to be doing? And so something I've been really getting into is the dharmas. And if you guys listened to the episode with Diddy, she talked about how Enneagram and astrology and dharma archetypes and psychology, all of these things are really just like tools to help you learn more about yourself. And they can get so, I don't know tabooed or like, 
oh, that's just like witchcraft over there. But as Karen and I said in that episode, like, why would you not take the opportunity to see how they fit you in your life and like the opportunity to help yourself? So I think just before you go ahead and turn this idea down, like maybe just look into it. And then if you find it's not for you, like, okay, there's so many other avenues for self-reflection. Okay, so Sahara Rose is probably one of my biggest inspirations at the moment. She has an amazing podcast. It's called Highest Self. There's like 350 episodes or something. It's crazy. I share it on my story all the time. But she basically created this, like these nine Dharma archetypes. And your Dharma is basically like your actual purpose. And it's not really necessarily like your job could end up being your job, but that's not necessarily it. And so, you know, when people, the old term like, okay, go and find your purpose, then that kind of got shit on for a long time. But I think it actually had some merit, but we just only attributed our purpose to our job. But it really goes just like a lot deeper than that. So we'll put it in the show notes, but Sahara has this free online quiz to figure out your dharma, okay, your purpose of one of these nine archetypes. And I probably did it four, five, six months ago. And when I did it for myself, it had the artist as my top one and then entrepreneur as my second. And I was like, okay, yeah, super on brand. I totally see that. And then I had Clay do it and he, his showed him being the warrior as the top one. And then last night we were talking and we were like, or maybe it wasn't last night, a few nights ago. We're like, we should do each other's because in the same way that like, you just kind of have like bias over yourself of what you kind of want to be. Well, when he did mine, he also got the artist for mine on my first one. And, but researcher was second. Hmm. And I definitely see that. Like I am such a researcher and I mean, you can have two or three, but then for Clay's when he did it, warrior was nowhere on there. It was all about the nurturing and he is like such a nurturer. So I, this is kind of how I feel about Enneagram. Like if you pick one yourself, you kind of like, There's definitely Enneagram types that you're like, oh, I kind of want to be that one. That sounds nice. I think that's me. (laughs) But then you, if you ask your friends or family, they're like, no, 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 you're this one. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. What are you, what's your Enneagram type? I think I'm a three, which makes sense for me, I think. What is that one again? It's It's like, oh, I don't know the names, but I think you're like outgoing, like to do things, achiever. I haven't done the Enneagram in a while. Let me pull it up. Yeah, no, you're right. Three is the achiever. Okay. Because I'm I'm a four, which is uh, the individualist. Mm-hmm. And then you can have a wing. So either a three or a five, but it's so interesting because if, and that's how these things all play together. So if I'm the individualist and trying to be all creative and whatever, well, three being the achiever is kind of like being an entrepreneur and five mm-hmm. is the investigator, which is kind of like being the researcher. Mm-hmm. So you can see how that overlaps. And then like my Zodiac sign is I'm a Libra sun, but then a Capricorn moon and Libras are all about like art and beauty. And then my Capricorn moon is literally just about working. So I'm finding that no matter what avenue I go to try to figure out myself, I'm kind of getting all the same results, which is good because then I can overlap them and be like, okay, well, is new wave in line with that? And it's like, uh, yeah, holy shit it is. I literally get to create beauty every day. I get to research business solutions and be an entrepreneur, like so on brand. But mm-hmm. before with what I was doing, it wasn't on brand, you know? Right. So I guess we should have done your Dharma archetypes to like see, but even going off of with the Enneagram, you being the achiever, you are very success oriented. You are image conscious. You love putting, literally sharing images online. You love to excel. You're very driven. 
And I could definitely see you being a two wing as the helper. I think that's what mine is. Is it? I think we, because I think we talked about this maybe either on another episode or just together. And I think we concluded I was a three with a two wing. The two wing. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. You are definitely very caring and helpful. So anyways, to tie this all back into burnout, it's like if you can figure out what your Dharma archetype is and like what your Enneagram is and all of these things, you can then lay on, okay, how does my job, how are my social interactions? How is this like hobby or sport that I'm trying to get into? How does this align with like the big picture? Mm -hmm. And if it's so out of alignment, of course you're going to be burnt out. You're going to be like, yeah, I'm exhausted because this isn't filling my cup. This isn't my purpose. This is not who I was made to be. So of course you're going to have some resistance and you're going to be exhausted. Think of any time you're doing anything. Like if you're, think of when your boyfriend goes shopping with you and he's literally like standing there, like absolutely miserable. He's not enjoying it. So he's going to get tired in two seconds. Or when you're watching your boyfriend play Xbox, you hate it. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you think about that from like a work side, it's, you should be thankful for the burnout because the burnout is telling you, Hey, this is out of alignment this doesn't align with your core beliefs, you should fix something. Absolutely. And I think a big thing that me and Allison are always trying to push on here is like, if you have a problem, you need to find the root cause. So all of this is literally trying to pinpoint the root cause of why you're feeling burnout, taking that quiz, evaluating what your strengths are, what your Enneagram is. That's all going to point to like exactly why you're feeling that burnout, exactly what you said. So hopefully that can get to the root of the problem. Yeah. Because otherwise if you just quit one job and then start another job, that's super similar. Like if you're working Mm -hmm. at one ad agency and you're hating it and you go to a different ad agency, you're probably still going to hate it if that's not what you wanting, if not what you're wanting to do. Yeah. When you were saying that, I think another really good way to do this is maybe reach out to like your family or a few friends and kind of what you were saying with someone else taking the Dharma quiz for you, have them write down like what you're really good at. Um, We did this. I'm trying to think in one of the groups, like some leadership group I was in, there was like eight of us. We all wrote on a card. We all had someone's name on there. And then you like pass the card around and wrote down what that person was really good at. And on my card, when I got it back, someone said that I was a really good connector and that my big skill was like connecting everyone together, like bringing people together. And like kind of with last summer when I lived in Charleston, like I kind of brought our whole roommate situation together. Like I pulled everyone in like to live together. And I feel like now with my job as like a freelance producer, I'm connecting a creative story. Like we're getting a story of what they want. And then I'm connecting all the locals, all the locations, like I'm bringing everyone together. And I feel like that's maybe why I feel so fulfilled is because someone called out to me like, you're really good at this. Like this is definitely aligned with your purpose like your purpose is to connect other people. And so I found a job that allows me to do that. So even when, like I said, I do get tired or exhausted during the actual you know, doing of the job, it's not that I feel like I'm completely in the wrong thing. It's because I've had other people tell me like, no, that's something you're really good at. Like you should continue pursuing that. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I so see that for you. <laughs> and you are, Thanks. you are such a good connector. But yeah, there's just a huge difference. Like, of course, you can still get tired from doing something you love doing. Mm-hmm. I love to run. After like eight miles, I'm like, yeah, I'm really tired. Or if you love painting, I mean, there's a cap to where you're like, okay, I'm tired. But that doesn't mean that you need to quit that forever. You're just like, hey, for tomorrow's shoot, could we sleep in tomorrow morning so that I can do it? You're not like, shoot's over. I'm burnt out. I'm going home back to St. Louis. Like there's such a huge difference between being literally just tired 
and fatigued, exhausted, totally burnt out. Yeah, feeling but. like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. Yeah, you can't carry on. You're not being fulfilled. So yeah, hopefully you guys find some of that interesting or helpful. I think they've been growing in popularity recently. Like I got into Enneagram like way back in college and I feel like I could have asked a hundred people their Enneagram type and literally no one would have been being like, wait, what are you, Enneagram what? And now there's all these Enneagram types on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's totally growing in popularity. And even think with like astrology, like that was kind of tabooed 10 years ago. And now you can buy a t-shirt, a cup, a water bottle with your <laughs> sign on it. And a candle. Every, like every, yeah. yeah, everyone knows their signs now. So I say, why not try the Dharma archetype too? No one's yeah. really talking about that one, but give um, it five years and everyone might be like, what's your Dharma? Yeah. I think another really good one. I had a friend who was definitely feeling super burnt out, not really knowing if she was going the right way in her career. And I sent her a strengths quest. Have you done strengths quest? No, I need to. That's another really good one. And that's pretty analytical. It's a what, 300 question test. It takes me 10, 15 minutes. And it tells you your top five strengths. And at my college at University of Missouri in the journalism school, that was in your 101 class. They made you take the strengths quest. I think it's like $15. Wait, is it Myers-Briggs? It's Gallup. It's through Gallup. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that I was like, that really helped me even as like a freshman in college. I never really analyzed what my strengths were like other than, you know, when you're in an interview and they're like, what's your strengths? Like you just make things up that you think, but like having an actual analytical data driven answer what my strengths were was really helpful. Um, and so I sent that to her and I like, you can send it to someone as like a gift. So I gifted that to her and I feel like that gave her some clarity because maybe she realized that like the job she was doing right now was tying into all of her weaknesses and like things that she wasn't good at. And that's why she was feeling so lost. So she's completely switched career paths now. So if that's something you're feeling burnt out and you just don't even know what you're good at, check out Strengths Quest. That's a really good one to pinpoint like your top five things that you're really good at. That's really good advice. But yeah, no, it's definitely pen and paper skills that you might not even think about. Like my second one was strategic, which totally makes sense now. Like my entire producing job is being strategic. Like what time are you going to be here? What time are you going to be here? How far is the drive? How much is parking? Like all of that. And that's my number two skill. So I'm glad I found something that ties that together. Well, yeah. Cause okay. So think of that connecting and strategizing are the skills. And then it's like, you could have done travel producing. You could have done this. You could have done that based mm -hmm. off of those skills. And you probably could have been pretty happy like doing any of those. It's not just, I'm good at Photoshop. But it's like, right. why are you good at Photoshop? Because you're creative. It's like, as Kara and I were just saying, getting down to the root of why you like something or why you don't like something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really insightful. Yeah, I will, I will take that. Thank you. Yeah, they might give you some job ideas on there. I can't remember. It's been a few years, but I think I need to retake it. Your skills change for sure. Or your strengths change, I'm sure, with time. True, totally. Okay, so I think our last talking point section will just be like how to move forward and how to help. So you've identified that you're burned out. Now, then we in section two, we talked about, okay, what do you actually want to do? And that number three is like, let's move forward. Mm -hmm. What can we do with all of this newfound information? So as Kara was saying, back when she was figuring this out, taking personal inventory and pinpointing all of these little parts in your day or in your job and 
what solution you can come up with. And we're not talking Band-Aid solutions here because maybe that job is so out of alignment for you, so not your purpose. If you just go on vacation, you're going to come back from vacation and you're still going to be burnt out because Mm -hmm. the job is not what you want to be doing. So try not to come up with like just temporary relief solutions, but actual changes and shifts that can lead you long-term more down the right path. Because if you think of yourself walking down the path, if one is slightly veering off course just a little bit, over time, you can be miles off track. So it's reeling that in and being like, how do you get back on the course that you were meant to be on? Yeah, and I think something that we are both advocates for is journaling. I feel like when you were saying that, the first thing that came to my mind is like, Getting a pen and paper and just writing down everything, writing down the pros of your job, what you like, what's bothering you, what are the cons, and maybe taking what you don't like and seeing if there's a direct solution. Like if there's actually something you can change with that, like if there's a coworker that you cannot stand, like can you switch departments? Like do you have to completely quit quit that job? If it's literally just a person, maybe it is get a different job at a different company or like joining a new team within your company. I think that if you're feeling burnt out, but it's just like, there's really only one thing and it's like your boss sucks. (laughs) Like, is that completely switching and changing everything? Or is it just finding one solution for that one problem? Or if it's like, I'm working too many hours, finding a solution just for that direct line. Yeah, putting it all on pen and paper, I feel like is always a great way to like write out your feelings because when you're feeling burnt out, it's only all in your head. So at least getting it out onto a journal or onto pen and paper is like the first step to just thinking it through. Love that. And um, I don't know what business model it is, but at Barry's, we would call it IDS time. Mm-hmm. So at the end of every business meeting, everyone would come up with an issue and then we would discuss it and then you'd have to come up with the solution. So as Gary said, you're overworked too many hours, that's the issue. Discuss. Do you take, you know, do you get every Friday off? Do you shorten your hours? Can you work from home one day? Come up with the solutions and then like make it happen rather than just letting this whirlwind of chaos and spiraling continue going on in your head and affecting every other area. And then that's when that cynical part will happen. Like maybe it is just too many hours and then all of a sudden you're hating the people that you're around because you're miserable you're hating your clients because they're bothering you. So just making sure that you can identify exactly what is triggering you or is off so that you don't run totally the other direction when maybe that didn't need to happen. Yeah, I feel like a lot of burnout is setting boundaries. And if you're not in a workplace that allows you to set boundaries, that is when you need to jump ship because especially since everyone has transitioned to work from home, it's no longer like, oh, I can't send you that tonight. Like it's on my computer at the office. It's like, no, your computer's 10 feet away from you. You could definitely send me that. And so that doesn't make that any more acceptable than not physically going to an office. Like I think people need to set boundaries. Maybe you need to turn a Slack time notification. Like after 6 p.m. you're on snooze or like you're you have an automatic response on the weekends. Like it's, I don't know, it's the weekend, <laughs> leave me alone. But whatever that way you can do that for your job to set boundaries, I feel like that's seriously a huge part of burnout is just people always expecting way too much from you. And you shouldn't feel that way. Like no one should be working 24 seven. No. And I saw this quote and I posted on my story and Karen and I were both like, oh yeah, it's, 
You don't need to make everyone's ask an emergency. And Karen and I, I think we're both so bad at that. Like someone would DM us like, hey, I'm in um, Austin, Texas. Could you give me the name of that restaurant? And we would like, we would probably both stop in like the middle of our workouts or something just to answer this random person and come to find they're not even going to Austin for like three months. But like I used to literally stop everything I was doing and answer someone because I thought I had to respond in this exact moment. And then the second I just stopped being like, no. that is so unnecessary. Like I will get to them if I can get to them, but like what I'm doing right now in the present moment matters just as much. Mm -hmm. So like you said, at turning that snooze out at 6 p.m., if you're working out in the evening or making dinner with your partner, do that. Don't answer the slack. Yeah. So maybe during certain hours, maybe after 6 p.m., you set your phone so you don't get email notifications. Like little things like that, I feel like will make a huge difference. And if the people that you work with, if that's unacceptable, then yeah, I think you need to find a new job because more and more the lines between work and home are getting so blurred. And I think we need to push back a little bit because it's a short term fix that in the long term will keep you at the company, will keep the company successful. So I hope employers are starting to realize that. It is better for everyone. I also found when I was researching this, like how much in businesses and employers spend on people being burnt out. Like if you are someone listening to this that like has other employees, having a burnt out employee is so unbeneficial for you. Like allow that person to speak and as you said, maybe like turning off the slack or whatever it is, because otherwise it's just costing you. You're just spending money and energy employing this person who is miserable. So it's better to fix whatever's happening than just to allow this to keep going on. Yeah. And if you burn that person out and they quit within like nine months, a year, (laughs) new hires cost like every time you hire someone new, I think it costs like $5,000 with all the time, all the resources, like it's proven it's a couple thousand every single time you bring on someone new. So it's more beneficial if you can keep someone and yeah, not make them die of work overload. Gosh. Yeah, you're right. This is, it's definitely just a 2021 problem with technology and boundaries, but Mm -hmm. I can't remember the quote or what I'm trying to say, but like people will only treat you how you allow them to treat you. So if you're someone that constantly responds to every person's request and you set that standard for yourself and you allow people to like constantly... I don't know what I'm trying to say, but then they're going to continue to expect that. Mm -hmm. But if you're someone that has set up boundaries and doesn't take that kind of shit, then people will stop expecting you to take it. Absolutely. I think another thing that I kind of wanted to touch on was like friendship burnout. And I know we mentioned that at the beginning of the episode, but how do you deal with that? If you're so burnt out from a friend or maybe your partner or family member who you just like can't get away from, and they're just like asking so much of you. Cause that one's tough. Cause like good question. You obviously still probably love them and appreciate them. But like sometimes people do ask way too much of us. And it's like, does that mean you need to end that friendship? Cause sometimes I feel like people jump ship and maybe it's you that ends the friendship way too quickly or the other person ends the friendship too quickly and they call it toxic back to what you said. They're like, Oh, that was such a toxic friendship. But like, was it actually a toxic friendship or did you guys just need some time apart? If you're burnt out with someone, it's probably because they're either being dependent or they're constantly gossiping or they're constantly complaining about something and setting that boundary of, hey, I'm my own person with all of my own things to deal with. I cannot carry all of yours as well. 
I'm definitely here to help share some of it, but you're, you're taking me down with you. Mm-hmm. I, you saying that definitely flashed me back to a time where I had burnout with a friend and I didn't think this friendship was going to end for me saying that, but I said the exact same thing, like just I statements, like I'm just feeling like I'm overwhelmed. I'm taking on a lot. I just need some time where maybe like you don't come to me with everything and that like really offended that person, like, which sucks, but I'm kind of a lot better now not having that person constantly coming to me every single day with their issues. And I just expressed to them that like I needed, like I was just, you know, needing more time for myself, not saying like you're a terrible person, like you're relying on me too much. But I mean, sometimes like things happen for a reason. If you are feeling burnt out with someone, you just express like, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Like I need to take some more time for me. And if that offends them, like that offends them and you might actually benefit from like that fallout if that makes sense yeah I totally agree because if they're really good friend they'll understand and they'll just take that time and you'll take a month off where you're not seeing each other every day or talking every day and you'll come back and hit it off like nothing ever happened exactly and they should understand I definitely have friends where I'm like they'd be like hey do you want to go to dinner Saturday and I was like you know honestly I'm just exhausted was kind of looking forward to having like a night by myself and they're like yeah totally understand 100% like hope you feel better that's a good friend. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're literally just wanting to hang out with you for their own benefit. They don't, they're not, if they're upset with that, they're not like, eh, F your feelings. Sorry. Sorry, you're not feeling well. I just want to hang out with you and I'm lonely. So you better come over. Yeah. It's like, well, don't you care that I'm like overwhelmed? Or I'm like burnt out because I always hear about how you're overwhelmed. You know what I mean? So two way street. Yeah. If you are feeling overwhelmed by someone, I think the best way, if, Personally, I would first just like kind of try to distance yourself without saying anything because I feel like it really is just like the matter of setting boundaries and like taking time apart. So sometimes you just don't need to say anything. Maybe you just like don't try to make plans with this person for a while. Try to give it like a month apart. But if you have to say something, try to set some boundaries. But yeah, a good friend will understand and will hopefully gently, yeah, be willing to take the time apart maybe pick up a new hobby in the meantime like if you and your friend see each other every single day at I don't know the same coffee shop or the same workout place like try to do something different switch up your routine because yeah it sucks to have to lose a friendship over just like over communicating and like not having those boundaries so exactly and it's not that either of you are a bad person your friend might be only spilling all of their drama and gossip because they're going through a really bad breakup or something so just having grace with them while also protecting yourself because if you care enough about that friendship you don't want to ruin it Mm -hmm. long term by needing this little break it's just kind of like hey I love you but I love me too and I've got to take care of myself right now absolutely should we touch on burnout with family members how to deal with that any thoughts with actual family where you can't really cut ties (laughs) that's super hard for me because my family's so independent Mm-hmm. I feel like I've said that quite a bit on here. Like we all just totally do our own thing. So I definitely have never experienced that. I know. But same. You have a cl- My parents aren't like overbearing. I feel like in this example, I'm just thinking of like a very overbearing mom or a very overbearing sister or Sibling. brother. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I think again, trying to set boundaries, going and seeing a therapist maybe would be like more appropriate because like family is a whole nother mm-hmm. level that I just don't even think I could comprehend 
you know, feeling burnout from just like an overbearing parent that's always in your business, always telling you what you should do with your life or you shouldn't do with your life. I feel like seeing a therapist would be very helpful if you're feeling overwhelmed in that realm because you don't want to say the wrong thing. Because like I couldn't imagine not talking to like a sibling or a parent and like being that upset with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's big work. I don't have the answer for that either, but no, your feelings are valid and it's not your fault. And maybe we can have a guest on to talk about family relations and how to deal with that. Yeah. That would be really interesting. Cause that's totally not up my alley. Thankfully my parents just <laughs> let me do my own yeah. thing. They check in once a week. How's it going? Same. <laughs> <sighs> well, I think that's kind of all we we touched base on all the big chunks, right? Yeah. And I Did think, you have any last thing you want to add? No, to wrap up, I feel like you wrote an outline. Just if you're feeling this burnout, feeling overwhelmed, get out of your head, take action. The longer you let it sulk, the longer you let yourself sulk and be in a miserable situation, the worse it's going to get, less time you'll have to spend living your dream. Your future self will thank you because yeah, life's too short to be sitting in a miserable job day to day, just hating your life. Or being in a miserable situation with someone that is completely draining you. Totally. Think how many times you finally got out of something and you're like, ah, I just wish I would have done that sooner. Mm-hmm. Every time. It's every time. Yeah. So you might as well just rip off the Band-Aid, make the change, and then that's all the rest of the days that you get to spend enjoying whatever you're doing. Yeah. And again, try to do some self-evaluation. Find the root of what's causing the burnout. Because it can feel like everything's against you and it's really only like one or two things that's really, really bothering you. Totally. And if you guys need journal advice, we do have our bonus episode on our Patreon, patreon.com slash already friends. And we did a whole episode about journaling, how to get started journaling, journal topics, prompts, the point of it, our experiences with journaling. And that wasn't even the point to tie this in together, but I really think that that would be useful for you guys if you're feeling a little stuck yeah a really great place to start for sure well have a great week weekend day (laughs) yes whenever you're listening 2021 have a great (laughs) next moment of life (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks for listening to another episode of already friends we'll catch you guys next time bye bye Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of already friends it means the world to us that you are listening liking subscribing and following us on instagram we are really trying to build up our rating in apple Podcasts. so if you could leave a review we are a review and a rating we're doing a giveaway at the end of the year for airpod pros so kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five-star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying about the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at We're Already Friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time.